tears in heavens there be no tears no tears of that sorrow and pain will all have flown wherever singing no tears in heavens there be no tears no tears of that no tears in heaven will be in heaven spare there be no tears no tears of that sorrow and pain will all have flown well singing no tears in heaven spare there be no tears no tears of that no tears in heaven will be Amen. Today I want to talk about rejection. Rejection. Subtitle, God will not leave us empty-handed. You know, yesterday, I took advantage of uh, some of the good sun and the weather, and we've been getting a lot of rain. And I'm thankful for all that rain. Make the grass look real good. But of course, with that good looking grass comes a penalty. Gotta cut it. And, um, and, and some of you all know that I, I still cut my yard with a regular lawnmower. I haven't graduated to one of those thingamadoodles that you can drive around on. And, um, and I do it pretty much for the cardio and all that kind of good stuff. But when I get started on my yard, it takes me about a couple of hours to finish. And um, so I get a good workout in, but I don't really want people messing with me while I'm doing my yard because I don't want the sun to go down and then I miss my thing, you know. So I saw a car. I, it turned on my block and it started to slow up. And I said, somebody finna mess with me. And so um, my first thought was to go ahead and make a stage left and just go ahead and keep moving. But, but I didn't. I, I stayed in the front of the house. And uh, a beautiful, seasoned woman got out of the car. And she said, sir, can you help me? I said, sure, I can help you. What do, what do you need? You know, as I push my lawnmower to the side. She said, I'm trying to get to such and such a street. And I just can't find it. And I said, really? I said, well, is it over this way? And she said, no, it's not in this part. It's over somewhere else in the older part. I said, okay. I said, well, I'm not really familiar where the street is at. I guess it was probably one of those little in-between streets. And I said, do you have a phone? And um, surprisingly, she said, yes. I'm like, all right, we're making progress. So I said, go get your phone. Like somebody else's phone just went off. <laughs> I said, I said go, get, go get your phone. Let's keep going off. I said, I, said, I said, go get your phone. So she went and got her phone. And I said, uh, she said, it's, it's telling me to do some things. And then 
I'm just all mixed up. I said, do you have the right address in your phone? She said, I think, I don't know. I said, let's do it all over again. So I guess she didn't have an app that she could actually type the address in, but she can speak it into her phone. And so it was very uh, humorous because um, the street she was looking for was Park Avenue. And then when she started speaking, she said, yeah, can you send me to? <laughs> and then I said, I, I'm like, those are too many words. It's not, gonna, it's not gonna grab all that. I said, just, just call the name of the street. She said, okay. She said, Parkwood, uh, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, it's, it's, it's not Parkwood. I said, see, you said Parkwood right here. I said, it's, it's, it's Park Avenue. And she said, okay. So she said, Park Avenue, blah, 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 blah. And then it came up and said, it's about 11 hours and some minutes away. I said, I don't think that's Illinois. I said, let's try it again. So we tried it again and said it was like a mile away, about three minutes from us. I said, I think you have it now. And she said, oh, I got it. I said, you got it now. I said, now you just follow that and you just keep moving on. And um, she said, so you do all this on your own? I said, yeah. She said, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> she said, I'm so proud of you. And I said, well, well, thank you. I said, this is nothing. I got to do the backyard, too. So she got in her car, and she kept her driver's door open. She had the passenger door open, and she got in her car, and she left. After she left, I started thanking God that he allowed me to be a blessing to her. Because suppose if I had rejected her and not helped her. She could have stopped. I mean, she was totally vulnerable. Had both of the doors to her car open, car was running. She had never seen me before. So, and you know, older people, they want to trust people. They don't want no trouble. She was just looking for some help. And I just thank God that I was in the position to help her instead of selfishly saying, I need to finish and reject her because she could have stopped in the path of a murderer or, or a rapist. So I'm just thanking God today that he allows good Christian folk to help people and to be a blessing to others when they need help. But rejection is something. You know, the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? But we have to understand what that statement actually means. It doesn't mean that everyone will be on our side. But it means if God is on our side, the side that everyone else is on doesn't matter. People may attempt to hold us back or even to hold us down, but God would not allow them to have a permanent control mechanism over our lives. He's not going to let people just control our lives for the rest of our lives because God is always in control. 
He is going to give us more than what we started out with. We just have to endure until God provides the cure. I want you to know that no matter how many times you've been rejected, God never leaves his people empty-handed. Are y'all with me today? Many people have been guilty of allowing others who are not even a part of their original plan to change their direction. They allowed others to talk or to scare them out of their blessing or something that they had their heart set on for a while. There was something that they wanted to do. There was a dream that they wanted to realize but they talked to the wrong person and got discouraged. I want you to know that God always has a plan that is better than the one that we put together without him. Let me say it again. God always has a plan that is better than the one that we put together without him. I want to have another Bible study like we always do about this time. Open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, chapter number three. Exodus chapter number three. I want you to look at verse number 18. And before we get there, we know that uh, the children of Israel, they were uh, in bondage. And we know that they were in uh, Egypt. And we know that God had selected Moses to deliver them. In chapter 3 and verse number 18, we see some dialogue between the Lord and Moses. Now, as God was telling Moses what to do, in verse number 18, the Bible says, Then they would heed your voice, and you shall come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt, and you shall say to him, The Lord God of Hebrews has met with us, and now please let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Now listen what the Bible says in verse number 19. But he says, but I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. God says, so I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go how? Empty handed. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing. And you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters. So you shall plunder the Egyptians. Now, I want you to see how God was talking to Moses, giving him specific instructions, telling him what he wanted him to do. But I also want to show you that even when God is on our side, if we do not exercise enough faith in what we're doing, enough faith in God, we will actually allow fear of rejection to stop us some people can't move forward because they are fearful of 
rejection. Look at chapter 4. We're getting there. Then Moses answered and said, now that God talked to him, he talked to God. And God talked to him. Moses answered and said, but suppose. There are a lot of things that God wants us to do. There's a lot of things that God will allow us to do. There are a lot of things that God will give us the power to do, the resources to do. But when it comes to him pushing us along, sometimes we say, but suppose. Now, I want you to watch how Moses was so concerned with the people. He was more concerned with what was going to happen than he was with God's instruction. And, and, and it's no knock on Moses. He was human. He was a human being, just like you and I. He had feelings. He had emotion. He knew that God wanted him to undertake something that was huge. And Moses had some reservation about that because he said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. When we are fearful of rejection, we look for the negative in everything. He didn't say, suppose if they will shout for glory that I'm going to deliver them. He said, suppose if they reject me. Look at verse number two. So the Lord said to him, what's in your hand? Moses said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it like we would have too. But God wanted him to know that the simple things in life, the things that you may not think are nothing, I have power over those things as well. I can make something out of nothing. A lot of times, God has to take us through something for us to believe that he's able. A lot of times our plan, the time that it's going to take us to achieve something, our plan is prolonged. It, it, it's lengthened because God has to allow us to go all the way around the world for us to believe that he is God and he's going to do what he said that he is going to do. I don't want you to leave out of here today letting the fear of rejection blow your mind. Look at it again. Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. Now, it took some, <laughs> took some faith. Now, 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 let me just tell you about a snake. I can pick up a worm. I ain't messing with no snake. Snakes ain't for me. Now, some of you all may say, I love snakes. Will you keep those snakes to yourself but I want you to understand something it's more than what Moses uh, it's, it's more than Moses just picking up the snake God had to build his faith see sometimes God would allow us to go through something before he prepares us for the main course that we have to go through so he had to build Moses' faith up. So he, here's the snake that Moses once fled from. Apparently Moses was afraid of the snake. But now God says what? Pick it up. Take it up by the tail. 
He's letting them know it doesn't matter what is before you. If I'm with you, you all good. Are y'all understanding this? But understand, what did this rod and this snake have to do with the children of Israel being delivered out of Egypt? This wasn't for the children of Israel. This was for Moses. Watch what it says. What did Moses do? He reached out his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. The Bible says that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Furthermore, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. God is letting him know again. I am always in control. Are y'all following this? You ever wondered why certain things happen in your life that you didn't ask for? A lot of those times, it's not because you've done something bad. It's because God knows the thing that you're about to do, you don't have enough faith to do it. So he's going to help you build your faith in him. Because sometimes we build our faith upon our experience. We say, if God was able to deliver me from that, I'm able to go and face this tomorrow. Are you understanding me? Look what it says. The Bible says, and he said, put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again and drew it out of his bosom. And behold, it was restored like the other flesh. But you know how it is sometimes. Rejection can be deeply rooted. Moses still had some fear. Although God has showed him, I can turn a rod into a snake, allow you to pick it up and it won't bite you. I can change your, your flesh, the color of your flesh. I can do it all. But Moses still had a little reservation because the Bible says in verse number eight, then it would be if they do not believe you nor heed the message of the first sign that they may believe the message of the latter sign. And it shall be. Let's go down a little bit, just a little bit for the sake of um, time. Look at verse number 10. Every time Moses spoke, he showed his lack of faith. But again, I can't knock Moses because I've been in Moses' shoes before. Suppose if I'm going somewhere to do a project, I'm flying somewhere to do a presentation suppose the people don't understand what I say suppose if they don't have an overhead some type of projector and now my biggest points can't be seen on the screen suppose if they don't have a microphone and I got to stand down in the crowd and talk suppose if all of that stuff doesn't exist A lot of times we doubt because we are not faithful enough to know that whatever God is going to allow us to do, he's going to give us the power to accomplish it. 
We're getting somewhere. Just be with me for a minute. When Moses opened up his mouth, you know what he said? Lord, I ain't no eloquent speaker. Neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Moses said, you know, you want me to go talk to these people? First of all, I got to convince them that I'm, you're going to let them go and they're going to look at me and they may reject me. Okay, fine. I know you had a power, but I can't speak. Now Moses is starting to look at his own ability again. You didn't catch that, did you? This was not about Moses' ability. This was about what God was able to do. You have to understand that there are some things that you're going to face in life that you may not have all the tools for, but with God, all things are possible. Are you understanding me? So not only did God have to build his faith, but he also had to change his way of thinking. Moses kept saying, I'm not able. I'm not able. But God wasn't showing Moses what he was able to do. He was showing Moses what him the father was able to do it wasn't about Moses whenever God gives you the power to do something quit saying you can't do it because you got the father that's standing behind you we quote the scripture if God be for me who can be against me you know who can be against you yourself It's about the ability that God gives us. Michael Jordan, one of the best basketball players that ever hit the wood. If God had left his side, he would have been a buster just like me. <laughs> Whatever he had in him, God gave it to him. And let me tell you something. The reason why you are where you are today it's not because you're so smart. It's not because you, you just snuck your way in and you told them you had a degree and you really didn't and they didn't never figure it out. It's because God let you get that job with your lying self. Are y'all feeling me? I want you to separate your ability from what God can do. When you don't think about what God can do, you think about what you can't do. And therefore, you walk around with the fear of being rejected. We're going to get somewhere. So the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? You're giving me all these excuses. Why you can't do what I told you to do? I'm not asking you to do nothing big. I'm telling you, I'm going to do the work. Who made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seen, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and teach you what you shall say. Here goes Moses again. Moses said, I heard all that. He said, but Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. 
Because I'm telling you, I can't do it. I don't know what these people are going to say to me. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, here he is coming out to meet you. Now let me tell you what all this means. The plan that we are afraid to execute. God already have the plan worked out. God knew that Moses was not able to do a lot of things. But what God wanted Moses to do wasn't about Moses' ability. It was about his obedience. God will give us the ability to do what we need to do. But we first have to have faith in him. A lot of us had so much faith in ourselves. We didn't think that we would ever get laid off. We actually thought that that job needed us because we were the only ones who could do the function that we were doing until we found out that they're going to cut the function that we're doing. So it's not about how great we are, how great we can do things. It's about how great God is. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You won't be able to understand the meat of my message if you don't understand that the fear of rejection should never reside within a Christian's mind. But we should always face anything that we have to go through with the faith that if God brought me to it, he will bring me through it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, rejection is something that can provoke a multiplicity of emotions out of a person rejection can cause a person to feel angry sad defeated depressed unworthy like a failure fearful some of us have been rejected and that single rejection has caused us to hibernate in our feelings and now we have anxiety and fear when it comes to pursuing our passion or, or, or pursuing our purpose or doing something that's brand new or challenging. We don't want to step out of our comfort zone because we don't want to feel that feeling of rejection. Rejection has a way of making people want to give up and accept whatever comes next. I want to tell you something, Lansing. If we live long enough, somebody is going to reject us. Let me say that again. If we live long enough, and it don't take a long life to get this, somebody is going to reject us. As I was thinking about rejection, I started to be aware that or become aware that rejection actually starts early in life. Many young children meet rejection when certain people refuse to befriend them. Sometimes a kid may run home and say, Mama, Daddy, you know, I feel I had a bad day. Why did you have a bad day? Because they didn't want to play with me. They told me they didn't want to play with me because I don't know how to play right. 
So now the, the, the kid feels uh, isolated and rejected simply because other kids didn't uh, 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 want to have any uh, dealings with them. And then sometimes that will even escalate to bullying and, and folk picking on the kids. Because once kids find out that whatever they do to you actually impacts your life, they come even stronger and harder. So even young kids, sometimes they have a fear of being rejected when they have never seen rejection before. Many high school students, they meet true rejection when they apply for colleges. The number one college that you want to go to, you sent the letter and they sent it right back. Told you, no, we don't want you here. Many recent grads came out of school, got a degree, you're ready to go, you got your education, you're looking for employment. Now you're discouraged because every time you send out a, a, a resume and, and, and they make you uh, uh, get on the website and fill out stuff about, you know, it'll take about five hours just to even get a job. You know, lazy folk ain't going to ever get a job no more, you know. But anyway, you got to fill out all this information on the Internet just to push sin. And then it comes back. You say, I know they couldn't have read it that fast. <laughs> Reject it. Not only college students, but anyone who's looking for a better position. Sometimes it can be disheartening or frustrating to continue to receive rejection. Rejection also happens in relationships. Some guys may have had their hearts set on that fine woman, that special woman. But when he finally got a chance to step to her, and when it came down to being in a committed relationship, she wasn't interested. She preferred someone else, or she just preferred to be alone without you. Guys, don't cry. <laughs> but sometimes being rejected keeps people from moving forward to other relationships. Some people get married to the person that they thought would be their ride or die, their person for life. I'm talking about a marriage where if a man is outside talking to another man and, a, and the other man is being disrespectful, the woman come out, hey, 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 don't, 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 oh, 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 don't disrespect my man like that. But then, when it came to love, respect, and reciprocity, they were rejected and treated as if there was nothing special to them, special about them at all. In other words, there are people who have poured everything that they had into a relationship just to get nothing out of it. Some folk don't even want to love anymore. There are some people in this world who are overlooking great people because of the fear of rejection you don't understand I gave this man everything he asked me to rub one of his feet I grabbed both of them that's my man I did everything for this woman and I can't pay her to do nothing for me then people say, I would never let anybody make another fool out of me again. The next person I get, they're going to get the business. 
So now they're setting themselves up for failure because they couldn't deal with rejection. Are, are y'all feeling me what I'm saying? Then we get to our seniors. Some of our seniors have put in a lot of hard work. Created some great paths. And, and, and you know, and, 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 and I, I just want to just, just pause for the cause. I want to thank all the seniors who diligently work and, and, and put that time in. Because it, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have seniors in your midst. They've seen TV before color got on it. They were around when TV sets took two guys to bring them in the house. And then when the TV went out, we didn't get rid of it because it was so big, it became a table for a smaller television to sit on top. They've seen a lot of things just to get older and for people to diss them and kick them to the side. So they don't want to be around. They, they don't want to come around. You say, oh, come on now. We're going to have fun. They don't want to do anything because they feel rejected. So rejection starts early in life. And it continues throughout our remaining days. As a matter of fact, it's possible that as long as we live upon earth, we will continue to receive rejection from somebody. I want you all to understand today that there is only one king and one Jehovah Jireh. He's the only one that we have to look to to provide for us. You know, if the woman who had the issue of blood, imagine if she just got so discouraged that she didn't want to do anything else after she had spent her money. Imagine if when Jesus was walking through the crowd, if she didn't have a, a touch of faith, what would have happened to her? She would still have her issue. Rejection. We don't want to talk about it. This is not even a subject that folk think should even come into the pulpit. A lot of folk be like, hey, you know, I'm rejecting me. It's your loss if you don't want me. But what they didn't tell you and what you can't see, they have a hole in their heart. And now they live and walk in fear. They walk in a room. When they walk in, time is perfect. Somebody told a joke right before they stepped in. People looked up. People just looked up because somebody was moving. Then they all started laughing. See? I knew I shouldn't have, I knew I shouldn't have came today. Not realizing folk don't know who you are, not talking about you. But because of the fear of being rejected, sometimes we walk around like everybody is after us. 
Like everybody is trying to do something to us. When the truth of the matter is, people may not even be noticing us. But we're fearing rejection. Come closer and listen. For those of us who have the Lord, rejection is more than being denied access to something. It is one of the ways that God helps to keep us sane. I feel like a college professor sometimes, you know. I wanted to be one. I think I got my wish. Think about it. We look at rejection as somebody telling us, I don't want you. But how many times do we look at it as God saying, that ain't good enough for my child? See, all, all rejection ain't bad. Sometimes we just, we just see the here and now. See, God sees the future. And all we can see is the here and now. And sometimes God looks and says, no, no, that ain't good enough for my man. So when you put that application in, you're going to get rejected because I have a job over here for you later. But watch it. If this rejection fear in you you're gonna miss out on your blessing are y'all understanding that rejection as a child of God you should never feel that you're not good enough because you are you are more than a conqueror you are God's child so whatever God does not want you to have in your life you shouldn't want it I don't care if it's a person a place or a thing you don't want nothing in your life that God does not want you to have rejection is good it's the way that God leads us it's the way that God guides us it's the way that God protects us why because some things God says no so you and I we have to mature to the point where we can accept God telling us no you ain't gonna get it do you know you can have the money and the time but can't get the house that you're looking for? Y'all know what I'm talking about? You, 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 done put it, you done put all the paperwork in. Everything is good and it comes back rejected. Not knowing that the house that you're about to buy has a cracked foundation. You can't see it. And you know how it is, see, though, when you're about to buy something, everything look good. Say, we got a little dent here. That ain't nothing. I, I, I can get this out of that. I can fix that. Yeah, I can fix that. No, you can't fix it. But anyway, you know, you're just excited and you're happy to get something. And God says, you know what? I got to slow my person down. Stop. Oh, you ain't going to slow down. You really ain't going to slow down. Reject them. Some folk right now, you know, I wish, man, if I could have been with that woman right there, I would have had me a wife for life. She was a beautiful woman. She wasn't for you. See, people don't, they don't understand this. You can take two good people and have a messed up marriage. Every good person ain't for you. Are, are y'all understanding what I'm saying? 
So God will push some folk out of your life. Some of you women, you running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I gotta get a man, I gotta get a man, I gotta get a baby, I gotta get a man, I gotta get a baby, I gotta get a man, I gotta get a baby, I gotta get a man. What are you talking about? You got dumped for a reason. So that God can take you further so he can give you what he has for you. Quit crying when folk dump you. This world just turned into I don't know what. A long time ago, folk used to could dump one another. Now, folk dumping one another, they cutting bodies up, putting them in bags, and throwing folk in the river and all this stuff. If it's over, it's over. Keep moving. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Somebody quit you and all of a sudden, nobody seen them in about three weeks. I need you to understand that you have to learn to embrace rejection because God allows rejection to come into our lives to steer us in another direction. That's what he does. I want you to turn over to Proverbs with me. Proverbs is right next to Psalm. That's the Old Testament. Proverbs. Proverbs chapter number 16. We're going to lay some principles and then I'm going to let you go. I still hear papers. So I'm going to give you a little minute. See, so look, don't y'all be watching y'all clocks saying, well, how, how long did he go today? See, it's because the church don't know how to find these books in the Bible, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Proverbs chapter number 16. I want you to look at verse number 27. Let's put some things in perspective. Y'all with me? Yes. Verse number 27 says, an ungodly man digs up evil. And it is on his lips like a burning fire. I need you to understand today that the ungodly will always look to find something wrong. If they don't have anything on you, they'll look for something. So you have to understand you can't take being rejected personally. It's a way of life. Some of you don't get this. But you will if you keep living. You know, our parents told us this a long time ago, and, and we listened, but we didn't. Because some folks still didn't get the lesson, and, and they're like 50 years old. Everybody is not gonna be your friend and they're not gonna like you some of us right now we're wondering what's wrong with me well, why they keep having parties and they don't invite me I like to party I like to laugh why don't they invite me have you ever thought about sometimes God shields his people from stuff some places that God don't want you to go when you don't get an invitation give God the glory and give him the praise because that ain't where you were supposed to be rejection ain't all bad the un 
they will always find something. If you don't believe this, think about your past review. You're at work, done worked your tail off. It's your review time. You walking up in there like you own the place. Ready to talk? And some of you know what I'm talking about, you know, that corporate America thing. You know, you know I used to be there. They will find something that you didn't even know about. And you're thinking, well, if this was an issue, why didn't we have this conversation nine months ago? You got to understand, don't take that stuff personally. You ain't dumb. They just playing you like you dumb. Are you understanding this? They are rejecting you because they ain't feeling you. Oh, I like this one. We want to promote you. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. But my boss, boss. <sighs> they the one that's holding up. They ain't holding nothing up. You ain't passing the word up. Because you ain't feeling me. Rejection for a Christian is a blessing. Now, now you may be wondering, how is that? Let's go back to Moses. God already told him, I'm the man. So if I have God in my life and I'm doing what God wants me to do, and if I get rejected, there's no point in me taking it personally. Why? Because I got the man in my life. There are certain places that you are too good to be at. All money ain't good money. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? Now, you, you know, you see this job. Here's a job. You, 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 you're making 75K. Here's another job. That's, say they're going to pay you 100K. But what you don't know is they gonna, it's going to cost you one of your lungs. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, it gets to a point, And maybe I'm just getting older. But it gets to a point where, you know, you got to make a trade-off between money and living. Money and living. Me and money. I choose me. There are some situations, there's some jobs that we're trying to get. God knows if you get that job, your blood pressure going to be off the tank. He knows that you're not going to be eating right. You're not going to be taking care of yourself. You're going to stay in that hospital, but you can't see that. All you like, these people don't like me. Brother can't get nothing in this world. You don't need to worry about getting yours. If you are a child of God, God's going to give it to you. Because nobody will be left empty-handed. Let me keep going. I got to get out of here, Sean. Let's go to Proverbs chapter number two. Same book, different chapter. Proverbs chapter number two. Let's look at verse number six. The Bible says, now, here we go. I need you to pay attention. The next few verses that we read is going to land the plane for us. We got to understand who we are and who God is. And I think we've been talking about that. But this is going to land it here. Proverbs chapter number two, verse number six. The Bible says, for the Lord gives what? Wisdom. 
From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. Look what he does. He's impregnating our mind with wisdom. Now watch this. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Do you see the word upright? Uprightly? See, a lot of times people look at these scriptures and they start giving a hand clap of praise. But what they don't understand is God actually takes care of his people. So don't look at the rejection as something that's going to be detrimental to your life. No, that is just an incident that happened one day or two days or a week or whatever in your life. But God still has full control over your life because what he is looking out for the upright. Watch this. Let's keep going. Look at verse number eight. He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of who? His saints. Do y'all see this? Now watch this. Look at verse number 10. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will do what? Keep you. There are certain things that you're just not going to do when you have God's wisdom. There are certain emotions that you're not going to let take you over the top when you have God's wisdom. Because you're going to understand, if I didn't get it and I wanted it and it didn't come to me, it must not have been in God's will. And if it wasn't in God's will, I don't want it. I don't care what it is, Sean. If you're at home and you live with your husband and your wife, I ain't talking about y'all shacking. I'm saying if you actually have a spouse in your house... If your husband or your wife get up and say, I'm tired of you. What what, what I do? You lived. I'm tired of you. I'm out. You keep yours. I keep mine. I'm out. You go to Home Depot, Home Depot, Menards. Or Ace Hardware. Get you some new locks. Change all the locks on the door. Because anyone who doesn't want you and reject you, you shouldn't want to be in a relationship like that. Some of us didn't believe that. They're like, eh. he, she, she just don't know. She don't know she... She don't know she like chocolate. <laughs> but if I keep feeding it to her, she going to love it. Let me tell y'all something. So you ain't used to hearing this kind of stuff. Amen. It's 100. Amen. Some folk reject you because it's not where you're supposed to be. Amen. Some of us got fired from a job just to get a better one. Some of us, we got laid off, and we didn't want to get laid off, but the only reason why we got laid off is because God said, you ain't going to leave that job. You got too much fear. So I'm going to have to rock your boat to make you jump out the boat, get into the water, and then you say, oh, Lord, some going to help me, some going to get me. And the Lord said, look, I got you covered. 
Sometimes we get into these, 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 these things, you know, we see our jobs and the things that we're used to and we act like that if something happens to our place of employment, we're going to be broke for the rest of our lives. How much money did you have when you went to that job? Most folk I know be broke when they go to a job. You know, I always figure like this, you know, you know, I know how it is to not have money. I know how it feels to not have money. And, 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 and I, I can remember going broke to a job to get money. Okay, so if, 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 if we know what broke feels like, we should never be afraid of rejection. I got to still penetrate. Some folks still getting it. They're like, I hear what Brother Kenzie say, but when you play with my money, you play with my emotions. <laughs> what I'm trying to get you to understand is, as a child of God, rejection does not mean the same to us as it means to everyone else. What do you think it means when the Bible says that God would direct our paths? Do you think that means that every move we make is going to be just like so wonderful? Every path we travel is just going to be so smooth? No. And I'm going to tell you something about God. God will send you out this door, have you to walk all the way around the building, come back through that door, walk back out through that door, go all the way around the building, Come in through the side door just to get back there. Folks say, well, that didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to you because you couldn't see what was out there originally before you left your seat. God knew it was something that way that was going to distract you, deter you. So he said, I want you to go that way. Sometimes God leads us around the long way just to bless us. So don't think that when you get rejected, God is leaving you. God is, is, is not caring about you. God is, has left you alone. No, God is working his plan in your life. How is the clay going to tell the potter how to form things? Rejection. You should want to get rejected if it ain't right. Some folk in situations right now, they say, Lord, if I could have just got rejected. I'm just keeping it 100. Oh, if you just could have rejected me. I need you to understand this. I'm almost done, Sean, but I need, I need God's people to understand. Are you feeling this, Jeff? Are you understanding this? I, I need people to understand this. Quit thinking because you got rejected. Oh, I'm too old. Or I may be too dark. Or, or I may be too short. Or I may not have enough intelligence. You know I can't talk that plain. Uh, uh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You are a child of God. What God has for you is for you. You got to understand that. Sometimes God allows rejection to come into our lives to just delay us. He's going to give it to us, but he knows we ain't ready right now. Because some blessings God gives to us, if he gave it to us right now, we'll blow it. Some folk walk around like it's Halloween all the time. When they receive something, they don't know if it's a trick or a treat. Go back to Proverbs chapter number 16. I'm about to get out of here. Y'all can flip fast now because you're in the, in the book we need to be in. Look at verse number 16. Now you remember when we was at um, Proverbs 2 and 6 and we talked about wisdom. 
Now, I wanted to read that verse first so you understand how important this is. Look at verse number 16. The Bible says, how much better to get wisdom than gold. Some of us are looking for the money, but we're missing God's lesson. Y'all don't see that in here, did you? You know, if we don't see the money, we don't see the point. But sometimes, Ed, God has a message for you. A lesson for you. Quit thinking about money. Sometimes God can withhold money from you because he knows money is going to occupy too much of your attention. You ain't ready for six digits. Got to stay in five right now. Look what it says. How much better to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding is to be chosen rather what? Than silver. So in other words, the Bible is saying the wisdom that God gives us is better than silver and gold. His life lessons are priceless. But you know why it seems like they're going to take us down? Because we don't have enough faith to stand when things happen. But if my faith is rooted in God, if I believe that what God has for me is for me, if I believe that I am a child of God, if I'm being obedient to God, whatever that looks negatively happens into my life, I know that that thing just happened, but it's not going to make me do something irrational. I'm not going to give up on myself. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to feel defeated. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to face my adversity, and I'm going to do what God told me to do. You know, they said there was a story of a young girl who wanted to go to church. And her mama put her on a pure white dress. And the little girl was so happy. She was just skipping and skipping. They had to walk to church. And her mama kept telling her, look now, hold my hand. She said, okay. And the mother looked off just for a moment. And a little girl went to skip again, and she slipped out of her mama's hands and started running. When she ran, just a few feet ahead of her was a puddle of mud. So you know what kids do. You can have a whole area that's clean <laughs> and one puddle with mud. They're going to find the mud. So the little girl snatched away, and she ran. And I'm sure she didn't mean to do it, but she fell in the puddle of mud. And her mother was irate. Look at you. You say you want to go to church. I'm taking you to church. You're acting foolish. You, 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 you snatched out of my hand. Now look at you. What are you going to do? She looked up at her mother and said, I'm going to get up. When you fall, you don't have to stay down. You get up. The 
dust yourself off and keep on moving. Everything happens for a reason. Where are we at, Sean? What verse were we on? 16? You lucked out on that one, didn't you? You know. Let's go to verse number 17. The Bible says, the highway of the who? Upright. Here we go again. Now watch what the highway is. See, some of us been taking back streets. But we got to ask God to direct us to the highway. Because the Bible says the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way does what? Preserves his soul. Look at the next verse. Here we go. Pride goes before destruction. And a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly, with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who heeds the word wisely will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, what? Happy is he. Do y'all see that? The Bible teaches us that if you want to be happy, heed to the word. Now, why is this so important? Man, because life happens. I don't care how good you live, where you live. People say, well, I live in a good neighborhood now. They don't do that stuff in my neighborhood. So they still got you food, huh? The only neighborhood that I know of that's good is the one in heaven. This is what I need you to understand. Don't you ever, ever, never ever put your trust in man. Don't rely upon man for your happiness. Do y'all understand this? Some, some, y'all get this? I know some folk who've been unhappy. You know what I'm talking about. You, you just knew. You know, you know I, I, Rebecca, I don't know if you know this, but you know, there's some folk who will look at you and say, I got you covered. Don't worry about it. I got it. And then you don't get it. They come back. They ain't even, they ain't even, want, they ain't even want to do it. The truth is, Some of us, we feel like we got it in the bag because we think we got an inside connection. Quit letting Junebug, Lil Pete be your inside connection. If you want an inside connection, you better tap into Jesus because Jesus is connected. I'm almost out of here, but I need you to understand. If you're looking for other folk to make you happy, they're going to reject you. But if you want to be happy, know that you are a child of God. And if you get rejected, you still can have happiness in your heart because you are God's person. You stick with Jesus for your happiness. You know, the older I get, the more I realize how much mess people are on. Folk really don't even care. Half the folk you talk to probably don't even care about themselves. And why you think they care about you so much? Listen, God is the one who made everybody. And he said, don't trust who I made. Y'all missed that one, didn't you? Let me say that again. God made everybody. And he said, don't trust who I made. Why? I know him. 
and they ain't right. And what do we do? I don't know how this happened. Well, let me see. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. I got one more scripture, and then I got to get out of here, y'all. I got to go. I got to go. I ain't going to ask you where we were, Sean. <laughs> Let's go back to 16 verse number 2. 16 verse, chapter 16 verse number 2. Watch this. All the ways of a man are what? They're clean. They're pure. Where? In his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirits. In other words, God knows the motives. Now, what does this mean? You know you're going to get rejected because the people doing the rejection or the rejecting what they're doing, they feel is clean. Do you get this? Oh, I ain't going to be sorry for firing you. I don't care about how many kids you got at home because I'm doing the right thing. So why are you tripping? Because you got rejected. And you know what some of us will do? Sister Simmons, let me tell you what some of us will do. We will argue with a person who think they're right. Now, if you want to lose an argument, argue with somebody who think they're right. I don't know why y'all did me like this. I'm the only one. And when you get through talking, we need your badge. <laughs> Are you understanding? You know, I, I remember when I, my last day at work when I was retiring. Um, it was like the Green Mile, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I went there and I was talking to my boss. But see, here's the thing, though. I was happy. I was ready to embrace the new life that God had for me. So I didn't feel rejected. I felt blessed. I kind of wanted to do a little happy day or something, you know what I'm saying? But I had to keep it, I had to keep it together, you know. But I could see how people who don't understand the providence of God, I could see how it could take them down a rabbit hole that they didn't want to be in. Because that laptop that I slept with for so many nights, logged on, you know, when it didn't act right, I said, come on, baby, you know daddy needs you right now. Come on. I, 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 I talked on that laptop. I punched keys on that laptop. I wiped that laptop. I cherished that laptop. That same laptop, my boss said, give it here. But that wasn't enough. I said, fine. You know, as I'm sitting there talking with my badge in my hand, you know, I'm just talking. And I'm like, yeah, no. He's like, hey, I'm going to need that too. <laughs> I said, boy, you, 
you telling me the truth. So anyway, <laughs> now it's time for me to go. And uh, I said, well, okay, he, he, he's looking like he just lost his best friend. I'm like, come on, Peter. <laughs> come on, ch cheer up. It's okay. It's okay. Because I was happy, man. See, I was happy. And I'm just trying to share what I know with you guys because I'm letting you know sometimes rejection is a good thing to experience. Reject me, but pay me. But anyway, I was waiting on my severance and all that stuff. I had 20-some days of vacation left. Man, man, I could have bought somebody. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I, I'm, ready, I'm ready to leave. But as I was leaving, I'm walking to the security, you know, I'm walking out past the security. You know what they told me? Give him your badge. You know what I knew? That was it. It was OVA over. They were telling me, you ain't got to go home. <laughs> but you're going to have to get up out of here. So I left, but I was happy because I knew that I served a great God, a God that owns everything. I knew I had nothing to worry about. As a matter of fact, I felt like I was in a better position than the ones who stayed on the job. God knew it was time for me to go. He knew the headaches I had in the morning. He knew the chest pains that I was experiencing. God said, it's time to go. You are rejected. When you know who God is, accept the rejection because he has something better for your life. If you're here today and you're not a child of God, you come by hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized. What does that mean? You hear the gospel. You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You repent. What does that mean? I'm just going to turn my, turn my life around. The things that I desire that are contrary to the Bible, I'm going to get rid of those things. They got to go. I'm going to live for Jesus. Then you confess the greatest name known to man and be buried with him in the watery grave of baptism. If you're here today and you know you need prayer, I admit being rejected is a hard pill to swallow. But it's also a part of life. And it's also a part of the discipline and the guidance that God gives us. So if you are a child of God, don't get angry with God because you got rejected. You thank him because you can only see the past. God sees the future. 